Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Stephen Brown, Jessica Rose Cooper, and Angela Spangler from the International Wellbuilding Institute share how your company can implement health and well-being strategies across its global portfolio. Hello, Anaheim. This is Stephen Brown. I'm with the International Well-Building Institute, and I'm excited to be joined with two of my colleagues from our headquarters in New York, Jessica and Angela. We're hopefully going to give you a, a new and exciting uh, update or two from the Well team uh, on how to impact the health and well-being uh, strategies across your global portfolio and a few other uh, nice updates. Uh, first, I'd like to start with just sort of how I ended up with the Well team. Uh, I was actually uh, stationed out in Hong Kong uh, with a manufacturer company in Asia Pacific, and they were well certifying their Shanghai showroom. I learned about it. I fell in love with it. I told all of my clients about it and saw how they reacted, and luckily I was able to relocate back to New York, and I've been with the Well team for the past three years. Uh, before we get into our exciting updates, though, I'd like to turn it over to Jessica just to give us a little bit of history since she's the... Uh, longest uh, joining a person on the team. Absolutely. Thanks, Stephen. And hi, Anaheim. Super excited to be here. This is my first Cornet Summit, but I will, I will absolutely be coming back. Um, I've been with the Well team for over six years now, so I've actually seen the evolution from very, very early days of pilot all the way through to where we are today, addressing portfolios at the organization-wide scale. Um, it's a great milestone for us and um, a really great time to reflect as well. We just had our first uh, our, sorry, our fifth birthday of the Well Building Standard on Sunday. We launched Well Version 1 on October 20th in 2014. And my, so much has changed since then. Um, well Version 1 was our first attempt to create a holistic program aimed at improving human health through the way we design, operate, and create policies, implement policies within buildings. Shortly after we launched Well Version 1, we created some pilot um, programs for new building types like multifamily residential, education and retail and shortly after actually released a community-based pilot to address overall urban developments and cities. Um, but we realized as we started to work with project teams along the way um, all across the globe that we could refine the criteria slightly but also the process that project teams went through to achieve certification. So in May of 2018, we launched Well Version 2 also as a pilot but it's being widely adopted today. We're now in 58 countries around the world addressing more than 450 million square feet. Um, and we really think this is because of the optimizations we've made to Well Version 2. It's a much much more efficient and cost-effective approach to implementing health and wellness through the built environment. Um, it's able to be much more localized to different regions around the world, and it's a very flexible standard, so our project teams can select the features and the criteria that are really creating the most value and having the most impact for their people and their organization. Um, just earlier this year, we launched our membership program, which was really out of demand by organizations that wanted to align themselves with the WELL mission and join us in a much more strategic way. Um, shortly thereafter, we aligned IWBI with the UN Sustainable Development Goals and the Global Compact Initiative, which is a really great opportunity for us to show how people and planet um, must be addressed holistically and together. 
And most recently, and I know uh, Steven's excited to talk to you a little bit more about this, we launched our portfolio-wide approach, which is really a strategic way for organizations to go beyond individual building level certification and really think about implementing health and wellness interventions at scale. Um, so with that, Stephen, how is that history? I'll turn it back over to you. Uh, first of all, it's amazing to actually hear what we've been up to in just the past year. Uh, you can tell the team, process, programs, uh, and integration with just the market in general is really, really exciting. So I appreciate that uh, quick update. Um, one of the things that's been a lot more fun uh, just in my day-to-day -day, uh, role recently because of the Well Portfolio Program uh, is as part of the market development team, I spend a lot of my time educating different stakeholders within organizations from HR to sustainability to C-suite, facilities, uh, everybody that's in a company understand how they all have impacts around integrating health and wellness solutions. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why people look at Well and now Well Portfolio. I'll just cover a few uh, of the highlights that most of them are interested in right now. So the first thing that uh, uh, companies are really attracted to is the fact that they're always looking for new things to report uh, both metrics and narratives around ESG reporting uh, and or GRESB if you're a port, uh, global port, uh, portfolio uh, uh, owner. And uh, one of the things that's, uh, that we're learning is there are two key strategies that most people are trying to figure out solutions to uh, when it comes to ESG uh, reporting. The first one is solutions to climate change. Most companies have that figured out, lots of environmental progress over the years, especially with LEED, other certifications. Uh, but the second thing that's a, a big one is around human capital management. And historically, that's been the most underreported uh, strategy, uh, but has the most impact to business. And the problem is, for example, one company trying to say their wellness program is better than somebody else's, it's very different. It's apples to oranges. But now with Well, especially Well Portfolio, we now give companies a global third-party certified solution to start reporting uh, how healthy is their uh, buildings and hopefully the impacts of the people in them. Um, so that's uh, one key metric. The second thing that's really exciting is the fact that we did just join the United Nations Global Compact in supporting the SDGs, and many of our clients are currently signed up to support the same, uh, and some are wanting to. Uh, and if they leverage and partner with Well in any form, they're going to add more narrative and reporting metrics around the uh, UN SDGs. So that's just an exciting new thing that's uh, uh, been part of our conversation. And the two more things that I get involved with a lot is one around mental health management. Uh, I haven't been in a meeting yet where that hasn't been top of mind. Uh, what we're finding is it's one of the fastest growing costs and concerns to organizations. Uh, stress and burnout, you hear about it in the marketplace, it's real. Uh, they understand what they're doing today is not slowing that trend down fast enough. And they see if they actually implement something across their entire portfolio, because we know space and environment has huge impact on our mental health, they want to try something new, and that's where we come into play. Uh, and the last thing that always uh, comes up is culture. Who doesn't want a good culture? There's a lot of things that make up a good culture. Uh, we know that focusing on health and well-being is one important piece uh, for a strong and vibrant culture that new people coming out of university are looking for. If you don't care about new employees' health and well-being, quality of life, uh, they're probably going to find another organization that does. We help amplify that sort of uh, saying, we care about our employees, uh, come see us. So uh, enough about that. Uh, like you said, the conversations are a lot more fun. It's a lot more relevant. Uh, but let's pass it uh, over to Angela next, uh, because another exciting thing is we are not just helping with corporate offices. We've really been expanding into all interior spaces, and I'll let her uh, give you a few examples. Angela? 
Thanks, Stephen. So as one of the newer members of the team, um, I was drawn too well for the 100% participation in a health-promoting space. I came from a background of corporate health and well-being, and my productivity was really tracked based on the engagement and utilization of being an ergonomics department manager at a large global financial institution. And so being able to contribute health at scale and have equal participation from people of all ability levels, from people who might not opt into health-promoting programs and strategies is something that became really appealing to me from a prevention standpoint. The exciting thing that our team did in creating this matrixed approach to health and well-being is really to allow people to raise a hand for sectors that they're most passionate about. And given that prevention is what drew me to well, of course I raised my hand for the education and both the healthcare sectors. This is helping to support vulnerable populations at need. Um, we've tried to address equity through different pricing schemes within WellV2, and these are both sectors that are heavily discounted in the adoption of well-specific strategies. What I think is so exciting in the healthcare, or excuse me, in the education sector, is that when we're defining a campus culture and trying to understand a culture of health, we're able to use portfolio to start to look at the health impacts of every single building on campus. Not just one specific classroom or one set of dorms, but thinking about this is oftentimes a student's first time away from home where they're gonna be establishing these behaviors that are gonna become habits and expand throughout their entire rest of their life and trickle out at the community at large. So this is a really inclusive way to get everyone participating. Some of the other exciting sectors that we've grown into is in the affordable housing sector. Um, and I would encourage you all to check out our latest press release with the um, alignment that we've done with enterprise community partners. Essentially, moving forward in 2020, any affordable housing building that certifies to enterprise green communities 2020 criteria will also be certified to well. So we are really excited about expanding in all of these regions. Some of the other sectors that I didn't mention but we've got focus on are within the industrial sector, the airport sector, um, the government and institutional sector, basically any space that has people in it can benefit from implementing some of these health and well-being strategies at scale. Thank you very much, Angela. That's great. And as a uh, father of a graduating senior this year from high school, I'll uh, share the short list of which university is looking for. Maybe you can target them for uh, future <laughs> well certification because I know the benefit that could help. Um, we're about ready to close, but uh, one of the things I want to let everybody know is the IWI team has grown quite a bit around the world, and we have our local teams in Europe and Asia. And uh, Australia as well. There you go. Mm -hmm. Can't forget Jack down there. <laughs> um, we also uh, just want to encourage you to reach out to us through our website, through our LinkedIn profiles, anyway, and we'd love to sit down and give you more details about all these programs. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.